Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 10 called The Making of a Disciple. I would just say this, the words sit there nonetheless. If you, don't, if you love them more than me, look at the verse, you're not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That's what Jesus says. He's not saying don't love them. He's saying the issue here is love or the preeminent love. And just when you thought it might get a little easier because it's been tough enough, then he says this, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Come on, Lord, could you let us up for error just for a second? Do you know that in the New Testament, this is the first time, some, some believe Mark is the earliest gospel, some believe Matthew is. If Matthew is the first gospel written, this is the first time in the Bible the word cross ever comes up, right here in our text. And imagine you're a Jewish disciple You've been learning from Jesus, you've been watching him, and now he brings up a cross? The Roman death instrument for capital criminals? And he doesn't say, take up my cross, Jesus' cross. He says, take up your cross. I don't mind hearing about other people's crosses, but it's my cross. I want you to notice, take up your cross. If he doesn't take up his cross and follow after me. The cross has lost some power in terms of our modern way of thinking. We can't take power away from its message. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the power of what it represents. I went into a local convenience store, young lady working behind the counter. She had a big old cross on, I think some cross earrings on. And I said, oh, I see you have a cross on. Are you a believer? And she goes, oh, no. I just like this and how it accessorizes with my earrings. And I was like... I said, really? Uh, well, and so she had some kind of strange New Age belief. And I said, uh, do you know what the cross represents? I said, that's the first century death instrument. That would be like wearing a, an electric chair necklace on, your, on you. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I just like the way it goes with these earrings. <laughs> you know? And I called fire down from heaven and no. Uh, what if I said, take up your electric chair and follow me? Take up your lethal injections and follow me. What? What do you mean? That's the way capital criminals die. What's he saying, take up your cross? Cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. What, what is he saying? He's saying that God put his love on display at a cross. And I want you to love the way I love. Husbands, I want you to be willing to die for your wife. Brethren, this is how we know what love is. 1 John 3.16 in the NIV. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay down our lives for one another. I'm going to a cross, and God's going to put his love on display at that cross. And if you are going to be mine, you're going to have to love that way, sacrificially. 
have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know it, Philippians chapter 2. Who though he was in very nature God, humbled himself. You know the verses, right? He became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The hardest shameful death. You're a disciple and you're like, wow, he's not messing around here. I heard a pastor yesterday and he was talking about taking up your cross and he said, the Lord wants to stretch us. And he was like screaming and stretch. (laughs) Wow. He wants us to die. And look, we know the verses about we've been crucified with Christ. Romans 6 and uh, other places. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live. This could have been a reality for many of the first century apostles, but for us, most likely, it's going to be a metaphor. For what? 91 freeway traffic. What a cross to bear. No. My cross is my boss. It rhymes. It sounds good. No. Your cross is your own death. It's your cross. It ain't mine. I got my own. (laughs) It's your cross. If you want to experience resurrection power, there must be a crucifixion. You with me? I'm talking about spiritual realities now. Without dying to self, you won't have resurrection power. You can't. Because if you don't take the first step, the second step ain't coming. If you want resurrection power pulsing through your life, you first have to die to self. Jesus says, I want you to take your cross, middle of 38, and I want you to follow me. Follow after me. Because if you don't, you're not worthy of me. Number nine in our list, I hope I've been keeping up with it, is the disciples' cross. The word crux, the Latin word for uh, crux, or the crux of the matter is literally the cross. The cross is the crux of the matter. And Jesus links taking up your cross with following after him. I want you to think of Jesus as the good shepherd. Jesus as the one who says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. To carry a cross, says Wearsby, is not to wear a pin or a lapel or put a sticker on your car. It means to confess Christ and follow and obey him in spite of the possibility of shame and suffering, even being despised, possibly condemned. It means to die to self daily. It means to follow his lead of love for all, even our enemies. Jesus put it this way in Luke 14, 27, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, 27, just can't do it. So we got to know what it means. And for us, it's not a necklace. If you have a cross necklace, that's, that's great. It's not earrings. It's not a bumper sticker. It's how I walk. As one pastor put it this way, stay in the crosswalk. Amen? Because he who has found his life shall lose it. If you try above all just to... You know, avoid any conflict as a disciple. It won't happen. And if you are just trying to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you have lost your life life for my sake, what will happen? You'll find it. Little Crystal Lewis used to sing it at the Harvest Crusades. 
If you lose your life, you will gain it back, surely in the end. Right? That's what Jesus is asking. You give up your life to gain it back. Now, we're winding down just a few more verses. Notice this now. This says in verse 40, as they're going out on this short-term mission, he who receives you receives me. We are Christ's ambassadors. If we get rejected as we preach the gospel, we need to know that they're not rejecting us, they're rejecting Christ. It's hard not to take things personally, right? Preach the gospel, and one of our biggest fears in evangelism is the fear of rejection. People who are in sales know. They tell you, all right, you're going to go out cold calling. Now get ready because if you can get one in 10 to say yes, you're doing a great job. That means nine people slam the door in your face. I don't want it. Guy was working sales in a neighborhood and he came to this door. And the woman opened the door. He says, ma'am, I just want to reassure you, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. And she said, well, I am, and slammed the door in his face. (laughs) Best laid plans of mice and men. So as we go out, number 10 in my list is the disciples' delegated authority. The disciples' delegated authority. As we go out and preach the gospel, we need to know that if someone says no, they're rejecting him, not us. But if they receive our message, they receive him. And of course, this is in context specifically to the apostles, but we know when we preach the gospel, if someone opens their heart, they're opening their heart to the Lord. And he who receives me, Jesus, end of 40, receives him who sent me. I want to just give you an important verse. 1 John 2.23, write this down. Whoever denies the Son, Jesus, does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. 1 John 2.23. If you have the Son, you have life. If you don't have the Son, you do not have life. You can't have God the Father without God the Son. It just doesn't happen. So you'll hear people today say, And this is a God of their own imagination. I believe in God, I just don't believe in Jesus. Well, you don't have the Father then on the authority of Christ. You can't have one without the other, as the old commercial says. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. I think Jesus is just simply saying, as you walk with me as Tough as the things have been, there's a disciple's reward, and that's number 11 on our list. There's a reward. Well done, good and faithful servant or disciple, right? That's what we all want to hear. And there's going to be a reward on that day. And I will say before that day, I've gotten a lot of rewards before that day, amen? I have been blessed beyond what I could imagine in Christ. So it's not just about them. And whoever in the name of a disciple, ESV, NIV, because he is my disciple, that might be a better rendering. And whoever, because he is my disciple, gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water to drink. Truly, I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. So let's say that you come across someone who's hurting and you give them a meal 
I often will say to someone, I'm giving you this because I serve Jesus Christ. And I'm giving you this cheeseburger and fries in the name, you got to say it that way, of Jesus. Just kidding, don't, don't do that. Might scare him away. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team would love to hear from you. Maybe you have comments or questions. You can leave a voicemail at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. But maybe you're more of a writer. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. I think Jesus is just simply saying, as you walk with me, as tough as the things have been, there's a disciple's reward, and that's number 11 on our list. There's a reward well done, good and faithful servant or disciple, right? That's what we all want to hear. And there's going to be a reward on that day. And I will say before that day, I've gotten a lot of rewards before that day. Amen? I have been blessed beyond what I could imagine in Christ. So it's not just about then. And whoever in the name of a disciple... ESV, NIV, because he is my disciple. That might be a better rendering. And whoever, because he is my disciple, gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water to drink. Truly, I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. So let's say that you come across someone who's hurting and you give them a meal. I often will say to someone, I'm giving you this because I serve Jesus Christ. And I'm giving you this cheeseburger and fries in the name, you got to say it that way, of Jesus. Just kidding, don't, don't do that. Might scare him away. In the ancient world, a cup of cold water wasn't easy to come by. Today, if someone came by my house, I would just do that thing with my fridge. I get a couple of cubes crushed or otherwise, right? And I can give a cup of cold water right there. In Jesus' name, there you go. Cost me very little. A few steps to the fridge. Do you know that the modern conveniences we have in the time that we live should be a reason to give thanks every day. Indoor plumbing. Huh? Come on. <laughs> you see some of those movies about the frontier life? You're like, man, we think we have it rough. These people didn't take a bath for three weeks. If they had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, they had to go to the bathroom somewhere in a bush they wanted a drink of water it wasn't walking to a fridge that's illuminated for you you know and some of you have that clap on nightlight too okay here i you know in the first century you either had to go to a cold stream or have a specialized bag that would make the water cool it would cost you something to give a cup of cold water and it might be cold water that you were saving in this bag for you oh no i gotta give it to him instead of me Yes, that's discipleship. It's about God and others. Whoever gives a cup of water to drink because of your name as followers of Christ, Mark 9, 41, shall not lose his reward. Truly I say to you, 
You won't lose your reward. This is the disciples' love. The disciples' love, number 12 on our list, is God's love. And when the love of God is moving through you, it's a beautiful thing. Spurgeon said, cold water was scarce in Palestine. But it's something that we give. And, and maybe it's going to be a sacrifice. And you do something, and you do it in the name of Jesus, and you tell somebody, this is why I've done this, because of the love of Jesus that I've experienced in my own life. And I know you guys are the type of congregation that do that all the time. You need wisdom, of course. I wouldn't recommend giving people money, but you give them a cold drink. You, we, were at a, we were traveling. A family went into a convenience store. We're in the middle of nowhere. There was a man. He was obviously homeless. He looked like he weighed 95 pounds soaking wet. He was kneeled, knelt down like a baseball catcher. It was a very hot day. He was outside. You know, people walking by him left and right, just ignoring him. You know, people don't want to talk to people like that. And one of my sons grabbed a jug of cold water and handed it to this man. And I was a little convicted by that, that one of my sons actually thought to do that and gave a bottle of cold water in the name of Jesus. You know, without really even any words. Here, that's the love of Christ. It's not just about us. We can't walk the earth like this, that's not how Jesus lived, and we can't do that either. And the living water that we, the cold water that we give away, ultimately is not just tangible help, it's the living waters of the gospel. Amen? We give the refreshing water of the gospel. Revelation 21, verses 4 through 6. And why don't you just maybe close your eyes and meditate on these verses? Revelation 21, 4 says, God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall no longer be any death, no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. He who sits on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. He said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. He said to me, It is done on the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of water the water of life without cost. Lord Jesus, thank you that you paid the price so that those living waters could flow into us and out of us. You've called us to be disciples, make disciples, and walk like you walk. This is the greatest challenge to our discipleship. It's the man I look at in the mirror every day. I know that Michael and all that is in my flesh must die so that I can have the life of the Spirit pulsing through, filling me up. Lord, we all desire it, and there are probably many areas for all of us that we need to yield more. Even the way we start a day matters. So help us with those things. Sometimes we get lazy, sometimes we're weak. But we give away a gospel that will quench the thirstiest part of all people, that is the soul. We give away living water, the cold water to refresh the soul. And with your head and heart bowed, if you've not met Jesus, if you've not drunk of that living water, if you've not received him as your Lord, your King, your Savior, today would be the day that you can do that. Come and drink. It's been paid for. Ask him into your life. You don't have to have perfect words, but he, he's gonna ask you to repent of sin, 
And you may want to do that right now. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry for the things that I've done. Thank you for coming on that saving mission. I ask you to save my soul. I ask you to make me a new creation in Christ. I believe in your death on that cross and your resurrection. Maybe for some of you, say, Lord, make me a disciple. I've kind of just been a churchgoer, but I certainly am not a disciple. That's a great prayer. Lord, make me more like you. He'll start you on a journey that will be a beautiful one. It'll be tough at times, but he is faithful. Lord, for this precious congregation, those who are fighting the good fight, through the ups and downs of this crazy world, would you fill them and give them times of refreshing from your Holy Spirit? May that cup of cold water from the king flow down. May it fill up your people. There are many committed disciples in this room, many listening to my voice via live stream or radio later, and I pray for refreshing, times of refreshment from the Holy Spirit. Fill them up, strengthen them, protect them from the evil one. Touch them where they need a touch of grace, Lord. Perhaps for a family member right now that they're concerned about, touch them with your mercy. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. We want to give you the glory for the time we've had together, the baptisms, the worship, time in the word, the love of your people. Thank you for all the Bible studies going on and the ministries that uh, ebb out of this place. Pray you're, you're pleased with what's happening and thank you for blessing us so graciously and wonderfully. We humble ourselves afresh before you, asking that just tomorrow when we wake up, we'll drink in the waters, we'll read our Bibles, spend a little time in prayer and, and be off on mission, whatever that's gonna look like, Lord. So thank you so much. We love you. If you agree, in Jesus' name, would you say, amen. You've been listening to The Making of a Disciple, Part 6 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 through 32. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is always available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Would you please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we're coming up to the weekend. It's a Friday and uh, I tell you, we, we have had a wonderful time together. I pray that you've been encouraged, blessed, stretched, challenged in these teachings on the making of a disciple. We've been exploring discipleship. We've been exploring what it means to be a learner, follower, to become more like our master. You know, the more and more you become like Jesus, the more and more your life is complete. You're at peace. You're free, truly free. And so on the weekend, you know, each time we come to the end of a week, I want to encourage you to be not just an attender of a church, but to be the church. Discipleship is not warming a pew. Now, sitting in a corporate worship service is wonderful. It's important. But you also are called to serve. You're called to give. You're called to engage your spiritual gifts. You're equipped to do works of service. 
if the church, think about this one, if the church in our country or in your country, if you're listening outside of the U.S., got serious about discipleship, I think it would change everything. Do you agree? Well, one thing that you can do this weekend is get plugged into your local church. Maybe you haven't gone for a while. Maybe you've been just kind of admittedly been lazy and tuning into the live stream half the time. You know, the live stream has been a blessing for many people, but unfortunately it's caused many of us to get into some bad habits. The only way we can really fulfill the one another commands, there's 59 of them in the New Testament, is to be present with people. Now, we don't have to define the parameters overly. Should it be a Wednesday night, a Sunday morning, etc.? But we've got to be with God's people to be a blessing. If you'd like to join us at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor, we do live stream our 10.30 a.m. Here's what you do. You go to walkintruth.com and click on that church tab. Walkintruth.com, click on that church tab. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Tune into the live stream or make sure that you're serving at your local church. I love you. I appreciate you all. God bless you. Have a blessed Lord's Day. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 11 called Kingdom Questions. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.